Welcome to Recap, the podcast where we cover some of the latest news featured on our social media pages. We try to find the news that matters most to our voters, and we encourage legislators not only to listen, but to also act on what they hear. I'm your host, Anthony Arnold, filling in for Joshua Hyde, who cannot be with us today. And joining me, uh, not here in the studio, Alexander Prohanan, writer, sometimes host here. Alex, say hi. Hi, everyone. There he is. Joining me in the studio, the boss lady who insists I should not call her the boss lady. I do not comply. Francine Dash. Hi, Richard Anthony Arnold. How are you, sir? Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing very well. (laughs) Using my full government, this is off to a terrible start. Um, We'll talk about that off Uh, And on the other other two joining us, I'm not sure what order to do this in. We have a special guest. Brandon uh, Clark? Clark, you got it right. Brandon yeah, Clark, yeah. yes. Thanks for having yes. me. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Good and to be joining here. us in the studio for the first time, coming from, uh, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a loaded question, because right. I'm from two different places. Where did you drive here from? Pennsylvania. Joining us <laughs> oh, from Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania in the studio for the first time, Nick the homie. <laughs> right. Nick, yeah. We are thrilled to have you here, buddy. Um, so with that, uh, I'm going to kick it to Alex. Trends, man. What do you got for us? Well, I don't know. So unprecedented in America. Um, Our former president just all over the news, all over the news. It's all all bad, actually. So uh, we'll begin uh, Trump real estate appraisal. Sorry. Nope. Nope. We're going to start with Trump tax returns (laughs) have to be given to Congress. Yes. Really? I didn't hear that one. Yeah. I missed yes. the day. The, um, so uh, according to the U.S. Court of Appeals and the District uh, uh, District of Columbia Circuit, uh, the tax returns must be turned over to the House Ways and Means Committee. Yeah. So turned over so, from uh, Trump directly or from the IRS? Like From the it? IRS. Okay. The IRS. No one expects Trump to give anyone anything. Uh, we'll, but we'll get to that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, in addition to that, because things just get worse, uh, Trump real estate appraiser hands over thousands of documents to the New York Attorney General and the civil probe. Yep. So, uh, his, uh, the Trump organization has been subject to uh, a, has been the subject of a civil probe for its various, um, fraud in new york city specifically so they uh the claimants say that they would have they would um to various appraisers like say how much how much this thing was worth to try to like inflate the value so that he looked richer than he was and then to the government they would say ah it's it's mostly an empty lot and it costs us like Fifty-eight thousand dollars instead of being like the five hundred million dollar thing that you yep. claim. Oh wow, that's a and you can't do both of those things. Yes, is it? Are the discrepancies really that large though in the valuations? I I am I am not a civil attorney, there and I am. There are some very large ones in some cases. There are some very large gaps, but I don't I don't have. I the, know there was a vacation home. I think they used to use um, something like that where they would stay in it, and the difference between what they were claiming. The two sides was, I believe, like millions of dollars of difference. Mm. Yeah. Um. 
Uh, so additionally, um, that same trial, uh, Trump was uh, subpoenaed. And um, earlier this week, uh, so three days ago, um, Trump uh, had to give his deposition. He yeah. claimed the Fifth Amendment more than 440 times. For five hours, the man said, I refuse to answer on grounds that may incriminate me. Now, the problem with a civil case is they can make inference right. from that, unlike yes. criminal yes. cases. So that doesn't Correct. always bode well. Right. Um, so in the so in a, a criminal trial, if you plead the fifth, the, the judge basically instructs the jury that you like they're, they're saying nothing, but that means nothing. Right. You can't take anything right. from it. But you're right. In a civil court, the judge can instruct the jury and just been like, he refused to answer. So you can assume that this is like the worst thing possible. Right. Which you should be assuming already. Correct. Given, given the person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but now a judge tells you to do it, which is right. Cool. Civil yeah. court is very dangerous for, for a variety of reasons. And this is a big one. Especially um, a case like this. And then, and then finally, uh, as I, as what news broke three, Again, three days ago, uh, the FBI uh, did a raid on, um, tr- let's say, on uh, Trump's property at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Um, and uh, they have disclosed, despite Trump having the subpoena and like could have, he could have just publicly said what it was, but in- but he didn't. Instead, he wants to make political theater and demand the Justice Department go about and re- and unseal it. So, uh, and we found out recently that it, um, at least part of it was, um, nuclear related of the documents that they were searching for and the documents that they seized for, and that the, they got a warrant for, they were nuclear related. Some pro, say perhaps protocols about what, um, say where nuke, where nukes were positioned at, at what times or, uh, you know, say what, uh, say who was going to be where, when, uh, it's, uh, very unclear. We are all just left to speculate as to what the former president was doing with nuclear documents and why the FBI was willing to um, do this very like openly public political maneuver. Yes, right and- before an election. Okay, I have a question. And, and yeah. So has there ever been this sort of search of not just the president, but any elected person after they've left office to uh, regain or obtain uh, documents that are considered confidential or highly confidential? Um, Clinton not had her servers. Memory. Clinton turned over her servers. Right. Because um, we did go through this before with right. the whole email gate. Right. Right? Hillary Clinton turned over her servers. So they never had to raid her for them. I thought um, they raided her office. No, she turned it over willingly. Okay. Uh, David Petraeus, I don't know if people recognize that name. He got into some trouble for, for classified information as well. Yeah, Lost his law license. Little, yeah, a little <laughs> bit of a di- uh, the, Well, it's a pretty lady comes and wants to ask about your job. You just tell her whatever. <laughs> exactly yeah, for what years, for years. Yeah. This, this guy got honey. He's traps. like the al- the allied commander of all the Iraq forces or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's he's cool dude. Yeah, <laughs> there's a name for it called honey trap. Yeah, oh, honey yeah, pot. Yeah. The honey, honey pot. pot. This guy fell 
Mm. Just fell. Head over heels. Head over heels. And then, then some so, farts <laughs> into treason a little bit. Yeah. But he's uh, wow. just a little bit. Yeah, just a little just bit. Just a little. Light just treason. A light but treason. But he's, uh, he's, uh, he's still kicking. He's still. Uh, he's not in jail. He's not in jail, no. Which no, no. he should thank his stars every day. Well, I think that might uh, be some precedent to what might actually happen is. Yes. Has this happened to previous, See? at least to some degree? Question mark. Hold that thought, because we're going to come back to that, actually. Okay. We're going to have a larger discussion about mm. the, the recent happenings with Trump, and that is mm. a point we're going to come. We're actually going to come back to. So everyone sort of hold your fire just a little while longer. Um, on all right. But, Put it on safe. But, yeah, exactly. so it was a, 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 a perhaps a record week in bad <laughs> week for, for the former president. Just having and, a bad one. Yeah. Thank a God very, for that. A very, very <laughs> bad one. Well, I, you know, I always like to err on the side of fair play. Yeah. So there is the question that you alluded to, and perhaps we'll get into this in discussion, that, you know, this is all conveniently happening right before an election where he's supporting people <laughs> all over the country. So is there any merit to his argument that this is a political maneuvering, that this is all raining down on him at one time? So we think, you, so we think uh, multiple judges, in multiple states, some of which he appointed, <laughs> and the FBI are all in cahoots to um to uh, exactly. You got it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is the deep state. Yeah, doing deep state. Publicly lampoon, uh, Mr. Mr. Trump. I, I I hate to be the better of bad news, guys, but like if the FBI were in some conspiracy to 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 mess with uh, the former president, he would just be dead. If the FBI was in on a conspiracy, it would be to help the former president. Considering some of the things we know about the uh, people who may be serving in the FBI, some of the things we learned around, like, the Clinton leak, um, (laughs) there are a lot of Trump supporters in the FBI. Let's just... (laughs) Well, it's really kind of inconvenient that they're being targeted for death right now by some other Trump supporters, but I'll just put that down, too. Sucks. Yeah. I guess it sucks to kick the hornet's nest and be like, oh. They're stinging me. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, to to your point, yeah, it's it's either it's either everybody's in alignment. If if I think your point were stronger, everybody would be in alignment, and you would have honestly more logic coming out of their side of what they want to be done. But it's we're mad at the FBI, but we need the FBI. So one guy is going to go go all out, right. yeah, for on on Thursday or whenever that was. So yeah, I, I think uh, there would be more logic. Yeah, if this were a more logical situation, but well, exactly for some people, he may be a martyr. So I'll just mm. well, yeah. that's yeah. I, yeah. I do want to say I want to add to that the deep state thing. Uh, whoever thinks deep state stuff, where everyone's in a conspiracy together and is doing this all and in cahoots and whatever, has clearly never tried to schedule a game night. Oh my god! <laughs> because you <laughs> cannot get people's schedules Seriously. to work out. And it, I, you want you want to believe that many judges and. The whole of the FBI <laughs> figured it all out. To get, I don't. Mm-mm, that's too much. Our government had that level of coordination. We wouldn't have a podcast. Yeah, okay? right. there'd be nothing for us they to talk about. Every yeah. week. They could coordinate that well. That's mm-mm. so true. Yeah. Okay. You know, I just tried to pick it up. I, yeah. I'll put yeah. that down since I've been properly shot down. No, it's all right. Like, we're going to come back. Well, to, I mean, that, to you, you said don't be nice. Yeah, you said don't be nice. I did say don't be nice. That's what they're saying out there. You gotta, you gotta acknowledge what they're saying. I want to throw this out, throw this out there. So there's a, there's a principle of large numbers. Yeah. Oh, so here we go. You've said larger, this one before. So let's say the larger a conspiracy gets, 
the more likely it is that someone would talk. Yep. Like the more likely that someone would would break like would would break the conspiracy and, and like and tell everyone. So if you're ever considering like, well, this is this is a conspiracy, and it's like, well, how many people have to be involved? And if the number is like six or more, the answer is well, probably not. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's exactly it. Um. I will say this, then we'll move on to the poll this week. When they they investigated the leaking in 2016, the leak about the Clinton investigation, last year the inspector general issued the report. And this goes to your point, Alex. The number of leakers was so large that they could not target who they thought was actually responsible for the Clinton leaks. They ended up finding there were like 55 different FBI agents who had prominent contacts with the media. They're like, we don't know who it could have been. You know, they suspected Giuliani knew about the investigation like two days before Comey said anything. They never were able to find out because, again, there were so many people talking that they were like, it, it could have been any. They ended up recommending, I think, three or four people for specific punishment. But in general, the inspector general just said no. There were literally so many leaks from the FBI that we, it, we can't pinpoint any one of them really for responsibility. That goes to your point, Alex. Like the FBI is a sieve. Like it's just it's leaking everywhere. The idea that they have some complicated conspiracy. No, they are like the most prominent leakers. The the country's top law enforcement agency is Swiss cheese. <laughs> just, just well, you know, I have to give some everywhere. voice to the other side. I do like yeah. cheese. Yeah. I do like cheese. <laughs> do like cheese. <laughs> all right. Moving on to the poll for this week. Um, as I say all the time, our polls drop uh, every Friday on our social media. If you see them, we love to, to, to hear what people think. We always share them. The one that we're covering, which is going to be tied to the broader conversation we're having, which is a new survey shows problematic trends in political discourse in the United States. Nearly 20% of respondents say they believe political violence is sometimes justifiable. Some 51% would agree with the statement that in the next several years, there will be a civil war in the United States. And 42% agree that a strong leader for America is more important than having a democracy. About 7% of people said they were willing to commit violence to prevent someone they disagreed with from voting. So our question, do you fear that you may meet violence if you go to the polls? Or are you willing to become violent toward anyone you believe will vote against your interest? So that is the poll we have this week. And I'll, I, I will kick off to give you, you, you all sort of some time to formulate your answers. Real quick. Yo. What, can you define political violence for me? Uh, I would say like uh, probably assault, shooting, stabbings. Like that's violence. What's right. political violence? So, oh, um, well. January I, 6th would probably be. Okay. Yes. I mean, specifically on like election day toward people who are trying yes. to vote. Or okay. It, so yeah. it's just, it's just violence yeah. towards people trying to vote yeah. or like. Demonstrating a political. Right. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. Uh, I just uh, wanted to get like a. No, that, that, I think. I'm vamping off. I'm vamping off you, dude. That's <laughs> a good question. No. Uh, I know what violence is. <laughs> right. So. I won't say I fear meeting violence at the polls largely because in the city, you know, this, the city is mostly Democrat. <laughs> so I think it's less likely and like where I go to the polls. So I won't say I fear it, but, um, I am more alert when I'm going to vote now. I mean, there are a lot of guns in this country. 
there are a lot of people who, as, as the poll says, feel violence is justifiable. That like, you know, we, we just saw it this week. Uh, we are recording this on August 13th. We just saw earlier this week, someone took a shot at the FBI. We have seen, <laughs> if, you li- if you listen to smart politics, uh, we have seen some violence sort of, uh, we've just seen an increase in this. So I think it's possible and I am sort of more alert you know, when you're standing there in a parking lot for hours waiting to vote, you are vulnerable. And a, a, a person so motivated could kill dozens, if not hundreds of people in minutes. It's not like they're armed security patrolling at like the place I go vote. Um, so I am aware of the possibility much more so than I used to be. I don't say I fear it, but I don't discount it out of hand either. I'm not willing to engage in that to stop someone Though I'm also aware that, like, I don't think John Brown was wrong. Let me just <laughs> let me just put it that way. I don't <laughs> think John Brown was wrong, and he was like, mm, "We're gonna have to kill some people to stop slavery." And I'm like, eh, "Probably agree with that view." So it's <laughs> so if there was something like slavery, I'm like, I would be willing to engage in violence to stop that. But, um, but for the hike in property taxes for the yeah schools, yeah, yeah, I'm not, far, yeah you know <laughs> so. So I'm going uh, to kick it to Nick. So we'll go Nick, Francine, Brandon, and then to our, to our man in the sky, in the cloud, Alex. We'll go. So that's the order. Nick. Okay. Um, so I have a couple of thoughts. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I do mail-in ballots. I don't want to go stand in a line for four hours when I could just tap a piece of paper and mail it in. I don't care. Um, but that does not prevent me from being, uh, I don't know how to say this. It doesn't prevent people from coming to my house and knocking on my door and saying, did you vote for Trump? And, or did you vote for, I don't know who the next Democrat is. I'll just say Biden. Like that doesn't prevent people from harassing my place of living. Um, And that has happened. And that has happened. That's exactly. Yeah. Um, I think it was in Alabama, maybe I don't, Alabama or Oklahoma, one of yeah. those places. Yeah, and uh, there were there was a group of dudes going to people's houses and um, breaking the law by, <laughs> well, A, trying to get to see who you voted for, which is not legal, and B, um, being violent about it. So um, I live in Pennsylvania, which is a very big swing state, and it is not hard, even in the metropolitan area, to go five, ten minutes out of the way and all of a sudden, all Republicans everywhere. Yeah. You, in, in like, the when I go to my mom's house, right, I see no less than four Confederate flags. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that far, it's not even an hour away from the city proper. Jeez. So, <clears throat> so it's, it's. Pennsylvania is weird in that way is what I'm trying to say. And so the idea of political violence coming to your doorstep is a possibility. Yeah. Um, I think to the, to your John Brown point, that's his name, right? That's correct. Um, I wouldn't categorize that as violence. I would categorize (laughs) that as (laughs) self-defense. And in this same aspect, I would too, if I'm waiting in line at the polls or I'm at my house and someone comes to try and like rough me up about who I'm voting for, I see any retaliation on my part as self-defense. Now the yeah. law might disagree, but however, I, I, that is how I view it. Yeah. This is also not, uh, um, 
I'm not legal counsel, so don't like do the things I'm saying. <laughs> none of this is legal advice. Yeah, none of this is legal advice. However, <laughs> hashtag not legal advice. Um, however, I would not. I would engage in in hashtag retaliation. Not legal. Um, I would never go to a poll place and be like, "Hey, you can't vote for Trump or whatever," or drive by with an AK-47 right. and right. shoot the line of people right. trying to vote. Um, so, to the first question, yeah, political violence is 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 possible and wild. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that answers it because I kind of forgot. No, it does. How the question is, um, I wouldn't engage in it yeah. outside of self defense reasons. Francine, um, my short answer is no and no. All right, um, <laughs> I would not um, take uh, up arms against someone who voted against my interests, and no, I don't expect violence when I go to the polls. I do find it interesting that we have been poor students of history and we're basically seeing a repeat of both the Reconstruction era, early civil rights from the 20s to the 40s, and even down through the 60s. In the 70s, they changed tactics by going around and paying certain community leaders to get people to vote in, in different ways. And it's really unfortunate to, to uh, see that happen and not see anything being done about it, particularly the case that that Nick raised with the people basically going, a group of bullies going door to door, asking people who they voted for. And, you know, if they get the answer wrong, what happens? You know, and that, if even if it doesn't happen to you, if you hear about it happening, it might make you think twice about going to the polls at all, regardless of who you might want to vote for. Right. Because you just don't want to get caught in the crossfire. So, um yeah, I guess, again, short answer, no, I know. All right. Thank you, as always, Francine, giving us some historical perspective. Brandon? Yeah, good swath of answers. I think um, I think Indiana is in a, a, a particularly interesting place um, when it comes to political violence. We are not a swing state. We typically vote Republican, like, everywhere. We're, like, the first ones to be called in the yep. Electoral College. So I think us flying under the radar is actually saving our butts a little with political intimidation. You don't see, you really don't see candidates coming here and campaigning. We don't get stirred up a whole lot. Yeah. Um, having said that, there is definitely political intimidation. I am afraid of political intimidation at the polls. Yeah, that's um, a good point. Um, and kind of day-to-day uh, going anywhere. Uh, Indianapolis is kind of the same as, as Pennsylvania. You mentioned where 45 minutes outside of town, I'm going to see 10 Confederate flags and people who are actively you know, trying to pwn liberals or whatever they're trying to do. So yep. I'm not afraid of violence. I'm afraid of political intimidation. But having said that, you need to meet intimidation with intimidation or shame or humor or something else. But you need to, uh, political violence is a no, hard no. It's not going to get, uh, it's not going to get you anywhere, but we've got to do something. we got to get Jon Stewart back on to shame. the. Well, we've seen that shame really doesn't work. So you got to do something other than shame, which I haven't figured out what that is yet. But uh, embarrass embarrassment maybe is like, yeah. but if you can politically embarrass somebody, I would ra- I would rather choose to do that, like um, you know, holding up a sign that says I'm for Trump and then pooping my pants in public, <laughs> like and just you know making seem like you associate with me. I want you to be embarrassed by that. So I think that's the way to go. I love this, but uh, yeah, I do think I do think intimidation's real, and I'm a little bit afraid of that. But I think if you meet intimidation with intimidation, um, not violence, I think that is the more 
successful way to go about it in Indiana. If we become a swing state all of a sudden, little more concerned. I think the changes. Yeah. yeah. Pennsylvania it, receives a lot of political yeah. action because they're yeah. a swing state and yeah. more so way recently than you know, in the past. But to the to the thing about holding a Trump sign and say, <laughs> I poop my pants. There's a guy uh, I've been seeing on TikTok who goes to like the anti-abortion rallies mm. and just shouts stuff mm. that is like what they're shouting, but obviously satire. Yeah. yeah. So he's, I, I think that's the way he'll say, he'll say something yeah. like, yes, I'm for dead babies. Woo. Or like, <laughs> but to the other side's point, um, <laughs> we don't want women to have rights because they're wrong and I hate them. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'll he'll bring like the components of a cake. I've seen. And then yeah. pour it into his mouth <laughs> and, be, and be like, "Do you guys want a cake?" And then he'll like throw eggs on himself I and flour. That's, see, that's the kind. That's good wonderful. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it needs to be disruptive, whatever right. it is. But yeah, um, political violence is not gonna. You're gonna get some backlash yeah. that a bunch of innocent people that aren't you. Right. Is pro- that's probably gonna right. happen. Yeah. Right. All right, Alex. Uh, do I fear political violence? No. Am I willing to do political violence because uh, because to stop people from voting? Also, no, because I would just prefer you put more reasonable candidates on the ballot. <laughs> I believe. I believe in you. You can. There, there are better Republicans than the people you are putting forth. Please, please step up. Pick them out. Do something else. Would you be willing, do you think people should be willing to commit political violence to save their own vote? So if you lived in, if you lived in Arizona where there are people on the ballot who are openly advocating for things like stealing your vote, that is what they want to do, right? The, 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 uh, the people, you know, these are Trump supporters who are openly advocating doing things like changing your vote or just stealing your vote from underneath you. So we, now this is something historically people have been willing to engage in a degree of, of violence perhaps um, to save their own vote. So if you lived in a place like perhaps Pennsylvania where someone was advocating, Hey, we know you all voted this way and what they were going to do is steal your vote and give it, to say Trump. I mean, should you throw rocks at their buildings? What he wanted to propose in Georgia was essentially, I mean, he wanted to defraud the people of Georgia of their vote. He wanted to take what they had voted for and and steal it from them. That is what, they can call it stop the steal, but what they wanted to do was steal the election. That's the huge irony. <laughs> and, and what should you be willing to do if, if you have a... Who who is it the 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 secretary of who does the the voting stuff secretary, secretary of state. state yeah so if you're secretary, secretary of state in your local state wants to steal your vote from you that's you know I'm not what, I'm what not should you do I know we're point? in bad territory I'm not sure if we're that bad off yet I yeah. hope not there are people in Arizona the Arizona candidates are pretty openly advocating the air the 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 candidates are but right. really the 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 standard bearers are the secretary of states right. and the, and the systems that they put in place to ensure that the votes and the voting is as fair and equitable right. as it can be. But I guess to your question, would we be willing to fight then? Right. I, I think I'd be ready to move <laughs> <laughs> honestly, because I just, 
feel like there's been so much fighting for democracy. Yeah. Either we want it or we don't. Right. Okay. Can anyone? Um, that's, Alex, you go. Alex? So, in at least 10 states, the Republican nominee for uh, Secretary of State has questioned, rejected, or tried to overturn the results of the 2020 election. Yep. So, um, who do you go to war with, though? I mean... And then the follow, I say, and a follow-up for that is Texas, in response to the shifting demographic, um, has uh, been exploring uh, introducing their own uh, electoral college to to determine their elections. Yeah. So rather than like have the have the the yeah, state be run by popular vote, yep. they want to create the electoral college of Texas and distribute and distribute however they want. Yeah. I think at some point. Though the people do have to rise up, and I guess that's what you're yep. what you're alluding to. There has to be this country was what's your, built what's your breaking on breaking point, right? What well, is the, the breaking, breaking point? point? And we don't have to answer it, you know, if if because I'm throwing this one at you. I know I'm kicking everybody off guard, but because my first instinct is to move, right? But my but the realization of having being planted here, being American. My family's been here since uh, the late 1600s on one side and the 1780s on the other side. So right. we've been here so long. This is really all we've ever right. known. We're used to fighting. Right. But after the, a while, you're just like. Well, yeah. And the point I'm driving at is when we start talking about the stealing of people's votes. Historically, the reaction to that is visceral. Yeah. Like you are you are beyond like people are going to quietly pick it for better legislation i think this inciting <laughs> violence like, it is like the, the the backlash to what as alex mentioned the backlash to what those 10 people are suggesting again historically has been violence so i want to point something out really quick this is very similar to the schoolyard concept of the bully and the bullied the bully incites violence non-stop and the one time the bullied kid reacts they're the bad guy. Right. And that's how this is shaping up to be. I don't yes. consider the retaliation to ever be inciting violence right. because violence has already been incited. Right. This that's is a good point, actually. This is a retaliation to that. If if a government official says, we're going to steal your votes, that's inciting violence right there. They're the bad guys. Right. I don't care. Also, I realized one of the things I was going to say earlier what percentage of people said they want a strong leader over yes. democracy? It was like 41. That's too many. Too many. That's too it's many. Too That's too far many. too many. Um, and I vehemently disagree with that. Right, right. Absolutely. <laughs> give me a wimpy baby leader. Yes. Two year, give me a goo-goo gaga two-year-old <laughs> yes. baby leader yes. as long yes. as I get to keep democracy. Right. I don't give a crap. It's all about uh, preserving. <laughs> but. <laughs> no, it's but, true. Um, that, that distracted me. I lost my train of thought. Um, but I. Like, to meet them where they're at, it depends on how you define violence. And if they're stealing, yeah. then at what point, I like, to your question, at what point is responding with violence okay? And I, again, this is sort of a self-defense thing for me. If I go to, if the state, what, what was it called? The state, what's his name? Oh, the title? Uh, Secretary of Labor. Yeah. Secret state. Secretary, the Secretary of State, state yeah. says, we're going to steal your votes. I go to the Secretary of yeah. State's office. <laughs> I do what I got to do. Right, right. Hashtag not legal advice. Well, they're not going to say they're going to steal your votes. Right, right. They're going to say that we found some irregularity in voting. Yes, they found <laughs> some votes like he wanted them to do in Georgia. They found some votes. Yeah. 
And then uh, Brandon will give you the last word on this question. I'm way more concerned about getting my uh, vote for like state stuff stolen. Yeah. And I would care way more about that. Like if you're saying I can't vote for the president or my presidential vote gets changed. Right. That is less of a like immediate call to, you know, whatever sort of yeah. uh, immediate decision making. But if you're not letting me vote for my like councilman or something very, very close, um, I think that is if you're wondering where the breaking point is. Right. I think it's that kind of stuff. And. Thankfully, I think those positions are a little more, a little closer to what you can actually accomplish. So I do feel like a sit-in or yeah, burning a building down. Uh, specifically, <laughs> that building might be hashtag not legal. Yeah, like how he casually slipped that in, just like right under the right radar. Under but um, <laughs> I think hurting people doesn't really help you. It's it's you gotta you gotta yeah. throw a, uh, a a clunk in the in the gears somewhere else. That's not doesn't right. end with the person it's got to be I, but i don't know where that i sincerely don't know where that is all right for me for me sorry the, for me the worry is is that you 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 draw the line at state but like on the ballot for president all of your state stuff is already there what's that's gonna true. stop yep. them from changing all well, of yeah, your answers yeah. the way we've chosen to do things um <laughs> <laughs> alex <laughs> oh you voted for the Wait. other guy no alex yeah make it quick buddy so to nick all right so to nick's <laughs> point right uh it's always an interesting question of where you define, like, where you begin to define or describe violence. Yeah. So, uh, honestly, someone, someone, like, forced homelessness is violent. Forced hunger is violent. Underpaid wages is violent. Um, uh, it's not, I say, it's not just violence because, right. like, um, because the, like, just because the system condones it doesn't make it nonviolent. Right. But usually people count the retaliation as the violent part, not well, the, um, the not the thing the, that drives yeah. the reaction. Which is just Did sort I say of that a, right, yeah. I think. Just the flaw in how we think. Um, so as I said at the beginning, our polls drop every Friday. As you can see, these are these are always very good questions. I love everybody's answer here. I think we this is a very complicated question and one that unfortunately uh, we are going to have to deal with in the immediate and probably foreseeable future. So we've got a few minutes left. Um, we did cover some of Trump earlier, but I don't want to take too long because I don't want us to, you know, run, run too, too over. We're already going to go a little bit. It's fine. But what I wanted to ask each of you, as I've been reading the news, you know, about Trump with the raids and then his response and Republican officials response. And then we had a person shoot at the FBI building. Um, there is a term for a leader like Trump or a, someone who wants to be like Trump. It's, it's a term that we don't hear very often. Alex, you know, what it is because you and I talked about it. It's demagogue. So demagogues are not exclusive to democracies, but they are, the, maybe the biggest danger to a democratic system like ours is people who turn the the will of some of the people against the system itself, thereby making further choice impossible, right? They destroy the institution that makes choice possible, and then they install themselves. And that is certainly what he wanted to do on January 6th. Like, they physically wanted to destroy the thing that made choice possible so he could do, be the leader presumably forever. Uh, I, I don't think he was going to leave the White House had they succeeded on January 6th. I don't think he ever wanted to leave. So now we're 
in this situation where the system, the institutions are fighting back. And now we're in a race, right? Can they stop him before he burns the institutions to the ground? Because he's going to fight back this entire time. While they're going after him, he's going to talk. If they take him to court, he's going to stand on the courthouse steps and rail against them. He's going to go after every judge, every attorney. The judge who signed the warrant, they had to remove that name from the website because there was biographical data on there. That person was getting threats. The FBI agents who signed the warrant have already been targeted directly by violence and violent threats. The FBI just reported this morning they've seen an unprecedented number of threats against FBI agents' lives. I'm assuming Merrick Garland is obviously being targeted for assassination by people right now. So with all that being said, that's a lot. Do you think the institutions will win? Yeah, I think I think they gotta. Um, he's how old is he? Is he gonna die soon? Like he's uh, he's been eating. He's been. We eating. can only hope. I know. He, like he's just been doing it. Amphetamines and McDonald's for. A hundred years. He survived COVID. In yeah, the White he House. was looking pretty rough after that. I, I that know. was so funny. Um, <laughs> that was like really one of the brighter parts of the past two years for me, um, or three years, however long it's been. Um, but yeah, I, they're gonna outlast because he can't last forever. But it's it's a close race, and it's like right. it's like when you're, right it's, neck and neck. Yeah, it's it's like way closer than it needs to be. It's necks and neck. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He's got the neck. But what yeah. he's created is this opening, whether he lives or not. Right. Where someone else probably less charismatic than Trump will try to come in and replace yep. the impact that he made. I think the harm that he has caused for me, unfortunately is irreparable in the sense that it doesn't mean that we can't grow stronger and be a greater democracy after the fact, but it feels like we've got to go through a thing and we're going to have to stand up to some things that we didn't think that we would have to. And uh, we're going to have to be bold in our voting. We're going to have to not just kind of be passive the way we have been for the last two generations. Um, We're going to have to be engaged in turning over leadership more often. Right. So that we don't have these people getting in and becoming so comfortable with the idea that they can turn people really against the very issue or very things that could help them. Right. Right. Like there's just a lot of just things that don't really even make sense. Right. Like the whole healthcare thing they had this poor guy. I felt so sorry for him. He was out protesting against it when Trump first came in office saying that I'm against welfare or healthcare. But then in the next breath, he's talking about the fact that he's, he's on Obamacare. Right. But he didn't know. Right. (laughs) It was. And, and, Playing to that is just, it's sad, it's, but I don't know what the solution is because when you try to share, sir, did you know that this is the very thing you're protesting against? There's a complete rejection. Right. right. Like, I don't know how you change that over unless you just go all biblical. And when, when they had these problems in the Bible, they said, you know, some generations have to die over, <laughs> die off before real change well, happens. To so. further back your point, though, uh, before we go to you, Nick, to follow up on something you said. The thing is, he has shown future Republican candidates um, there is a path, if nothing else, there is a path to the nomination mm-hmm. by being a, a demagogue, 
There's no reason to think future Republican candidates won't try a different version of this. And if I may, I think he's also created a viable path towards that third party, elusive third party. If the Republicans get their get their feet back underneath them and do a reclamation type of thing. Right. Then you'll see more of a distinctive split between MAGA and Republican. God, the MAGA party. All right. That is boy. My American first party. (laughs) <laughs> oh god let's not you know um, what we can't we can't even touch that we don't even have time to touch this all right Nick. okay okay all right okay so um to your to your question yeah. i it feels um naive to believe that like you guys have been saying stopping trump matters yeah um because while optimistically i want the systems to win Again, like you both said, it does not fix the damage that he's done. We're not dealing with a Moby Dick. We're not dealing with a Voldemort. We're not dealing right. with, what's it, Sauron? I don't know, right. Lord of the Rings. We're dealing with another complex system that is making America unable to change. Right. And to the original poll question is that sometimes you got to break a couple eggs to make an omelet. You right. know what I mean? Like... So hashtag not legal advice, but (laughs) it's, it's, it's going to take more than just the quote unquote dethroning of Trump to fix America's problems. And while I think it would be a massive failure if he became president for a second term, um, I think even if he is barred from doing that, it's still going to create a lot of problems and it's there's been these systematic problems since Reagan. If he gets right. in this time, he's going to get in and third. He'll he'll be a third term. Right, right, right. Oh, yes. yes, yes. If if he gets in again, and maybe if he doesn't, I'm moving. I'm doing what you said <laughs> to do. I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> so this podcast has a shelf life because <laughs> multiple members will be leaving the country. Well, no, we can, well, we, can we can zoom. We can do zoom. We can zoom in. You can let us all know right. how it's going. Yeah, you'll have your Mad Max Fury Road paint <laughs> oh, on, and we'll be oh, like, all right, God. so what's going on this year? Oh, we no. got a room for you, too. I'm going to get my hair <laughs> water ward. I'm just going to let it lock. You know, it'll be great. All right, Alex, <laughs> I'm giving you the hammer slot for this question because you and I have talked about this, and buddy, don't don't spare us the heat now, friend. All right, buddy. Well, <laughs> so this, uh, I actually really like you guys. Uh, you guys brought it up. So, um we all give Caesar like a really bad rap. We're like, Caesar ruined the Republic. It was going great. And then this fucker shows up and just ruins the whole thing. And it's like, well, that's, that's not actually true. The Roman Republic was already broken. Uh, if you lost an ele- if a senator lost an election in the Roman Republic, they fled the country because right. they didn't want to face, uh, you know, crim- like, be thrown in prison because they lost. If, um, if you lost, it, you were Rome thrown had, into the Tiber. Into the yep. Tiber with you. <laughs> uh, Ro- Rome had fought three civil wars in 50 years. Yep. Yep. The Roman Senate was already broken. Yep. Um, uh, uh, Caesar, in fact, came in there and like made it function for like for for some people again not just the people it was already working for. Um, I, uh, I were to see these things this way because that's kind of the, very similar to the situation we have found ourselves in. Uh, the country works for a very small portion of the populace and uh, does very poorly for everybody else. Um, 
and that is the source of the problem. Uh, and and unless the system is willing, unless the people in the system are willing to just give up um, some of their power and influence in exchange for the betterment of the rest of society, and uh, we can all kind of go back to normal. Um, uh, then we're we're gonna have a have a lot more problems going forward. This isn't going to be an isolated it, it you know this is kind of isolated right now in that it's mostly just Republicans. It's a very it's Republicans in general, but like a small fraction of Republicans are like really like the MAGA people. Um, but it doesn't have to stay that way. And unless things change, it won't. It will get right. worse. It will be right. from everywhere all at once. Then your options will be demagogue or demagogue or demagogue. Yep. No, that's absolutely right. We talked about this in our chat once, and I'll finish up on this note. Uh, Huey Long was sort of a, I guess you could say, per, man of the people, pro-labor, socialist-isk demagogue. So, like, demagogue is not exclusive to the right. They can emerge from the left, the right. They can be racist demagogues. Like, there is... There, there's no requirement other than wanting to like destroy the system. Um, but I like how Alex and Nick, you guys both hit on like this long-term failure that the system has been having um, because that is true. This ties into the fact that we have intentionally weakened some of the institutions because they were maybe too haughty, you know? Um, so that is something that we have done, right? We've, we we made the Senate a popular vote thing, which was fine, but you know, we've weakened the party institutions. I talked about this before with things like the Democratic Convention in the sixties, where they like broke the Democrat Party's ability to tell people what to do. So some of this is like we have weakened these institutions and now now we need them to be strong enough to stop a demagogue, and I'm not sure that they are. So on that sad note. <laughs> Troubling <laughs> note. Wah, wah. This podcast <laughs> has been brought to you in part by Eliac Productions, a studio for podcasters and musicians, and of course, Pointcast News. To listen to any of our other podcasts, please go to our website at pointcast.news, where you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Also, be sure to like and follow us on our Facebook page for more podcasts, articles, and polls like we covered today. Thank you, all of you, for joining me, and thank you at home for listening. See you next time.